0: special episode. 35 years and one day ago, me and my wonderful co-host Juanita Wooden-Radco became friends. And it was a really special day. It was the first day of high school, but it was also Juanita's birthday. So that tells you that Juanita's birthday was yesterday. So Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Juanita, happy birthday to you. Thank you, Kim! (laughs) I had to go back and find out when was Labor Day in the year that we went to high school because I couldn't remember.
1: (laughs) See, that is an important writer's craft tip right there is that
0: research is valuable (laughs) because I'd forgotten. (laughs) So our, even though our friendship began the first day of high school, you and I had actually seen each other quite a few times before that, though we had never spoken. Yes. The girl guide, was it called the cookie carnival? I think it was the 75th anniversary or something like that of girl guiding. Yes. And there was
1: a big event at, was it Maple Leaf Gardens? Yep. In Toronto.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: There, that just showed that, showed our vintage by calling it Maple Leaf Gardens. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I don't know what it's called now, the Rogers Centre or something. Bank um,
0: Centre, something like that. Yeah. Uh,
1: it, I think that it just keeps flipping between major corporations. <laughs> yes. I remember that we were certainly girls from my Girl Guide Troop were supposed to dress up as cookies Mm -hmm. for part of it. Weren't you a color guard, I think?
0: Yeah, I see. There's nine months between Juanita and I in age. So she was still a girl guide. I was a pathfinder. So the pathfinders were the flag bearers and the honor guard, and the girl guides were the cookies. But there was a little bit of a problem with that, wasn't there, my friend? Yes. um, (laughs) Yes.
1: They didn't actually have costumes for us and they wanted us to be standing around in stockings and turtlenecks. This is a hockey arena, so it's cold and I'm about to be going into high school And I feel strongly about not standing around in my underwear in a public place. (laughs) Maybe you could have convinced me if I was under 10, but definitely not.
0: (laughs) Well, I think the other issue was, too, is, I mean, you're 6'1". I'm 5'10 and a half. That cookie outfit didn't fit you when you finally did get your cookie. No. No, I didn't want anybody seeing my cookie. (laughs) (laughs) you know what i kept seeing you there and i I was as tall as an adult and i kept thinking why don't they just make this you know put her in her girl guide outfit and make her part of the honor guard like you know because i kept seeing you and you kept seeing me because we were both so tall i mean i think you were already pretty close to 6'1 and i was pretty close to 5'10 so you know uh you know, we kind of stood out like sore thumbs. So the first day of school comes, we're sitting in homeroom looking at each other and I'm thinking, I know I know her from somewhere. (laughs) And Juanita and I got talking and we finally realized where we knew each other from. And it was this girl guiding event. And that was the beginning of our friendship. But I think Juanita, one of the reasons why our friendship grew so fast was the fact that we had some very distinct similarities Mm -hmm. we were both biracial half black half white we were both incredibly tall i mean there wasn't too many tall girls
1: no no there was claire bray in the dance uh department who was of a similar height and i think certainly from our year that was it but i don't think there were girls taller than us prior to (laughs) <laughs> prior to
0: us we're I, I had lifetime one girl in, in public school that for one year was taller than me nope I was always the tallest yeah months. there was one year I wasn't the center of the photo I was very disappointed <laughs>
1: <laughs> the princess gets the step the the photographer was Bev Best I yes think his, yes and he did all of Etobicoke <laughs> and he would always have the tallest girl in the middle of the classroom photo. And that was like, he'd call us the princess.
0: And I, I knew that. where my spot was. Yes. Nobody had told me where to go. I just went and stood in the center. I'm like, another man besides my daddy can
1: see that I'm a princess. This is great. <laughs> it must be true. <laughs> it's like the other day I went to the dentist and he said, you need a crown.
0: And I said, I know, right? <laughs> oh and i I think you and i both being biracial we saw the world in a unique way absolutely because we really didn't fit into the black community but then again we didn't really fit into the white community either so you and i understood each other in ways that other people didn't yes when i saw kim i was like finally
1: someone who looks like me who gets what i am going through Mm
0: -hmm. she gets me that was huge People mistake us all the time. We live in the same community and people walk up to me and start talking about sewing machines and I let them talk for a minute or two and I look at them and I'm like, you think I'm Juanita, don't you?
1: <laughs> and they're kind of like,
0: um, um, yeah, no, I'm our best friend, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. And the same thing would happen to me only they'd be asking me often about something church related event And because I'm active in my church, I'd have to let them go on a little bit and go, wait a minute, I have definitely not been to a spaghetti dinner in the last three months. Uh, I think you're talking about Kim.
0: I'm Juanita. (laughs) (laughs) Though I think the funniest thing is, is my daughter in public, when she comes and sees you, if it's just her, she'll go up to Juanita and she goes, hi, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody around is looking because she's like, and, and Deborah just stands there, and it's, it's quite hilarious because you know people are like, I guess she kind of could be your daughter <laughs> you, you too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one of the funniest things though, Deborah was telling me one day when you had the sewing store, you and I were in the store together and we were talking. And so I'd go into Juanita's store and the kids would be in the car and I'd say, I'd be a few minutes, half an hour later, the kids would come in because (laughs) we were still talking. Now, mind you, the kids were older, so it wasn't like they were little. They were more than capable of watching themselves. What late teens or yeah, they were in their teen, their teenage years. But uh, Deborah told me that one time she came in while you were and I were there and we were both kind of standing um, with our backs and she actually had to take a moment to figure out which one of us was which. <laughs> <laughs> Cause we just happened to have our hair in the same style that day. And so, yeah, so we've, we've had a friendship that uh, has seen lots of good things, but you know, some not so good things too. And I think that's one of the strengths of our relationships is, is that we've always been there for each other, no matter what has happened.
1: I think that's true of any long relationship, if you keep the relationship for several years you're going to have to deal with ups and downs. I, I remember when your father passed and what a heartbreak that was and last year you supported me at, with the loss of my sister. Mm. And. It's those kind of moments that it's not that they test your friendship, but they prove your friendship yes. would be how I would say it. there. the people who care for you, your true friends, are the ones who reach out and start like picking up the, the loose threads when you don't know what to do yourself.
0: Well and and they're also there for you. Like I remember when, you know, my dad died. You knew my dad. Now you weren't particularly close to my dad, but you knew my dad. So, mm-hmm. you know, I could go to you, I could just talk to you about dad and you wouldn't feel uncomfortable. You know, if mm-hmm. I cried, you didn't feel uncomfortable. You know, you just kind of let me express myself in the way that I needed to express myself. And it didn't freak you out at all. You, mm-hmm. you know, you, I could be me with you. And I mean, that's one of the core things of our relationship is the fact that you're one of the few people in my life I can be totally completely 100% me and you still love <laughs> me <laughs> yep yep
1: I, I think that's and I can say the same for you Kim like it's like here here I am warts and all and and you haven't run away in over how did how long did you say 35 years
0: 35 years
1: wow and we are
0: still super cute
1: <laughs> I know <that> <great>.
0: And funny too. So I asked Juanita to think of a story of me. So I'm gonna let her go first and then I picked out a story about Juanita. Here's the thing, Juanita, I did not pick out an embarrassing one, because here's the problem. I could tell some embarrassing stories about you, but you know some pretty embarrassing ones about me. <laughs> and I'm not sure I'm ready for those to come out yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it, after 35 years, you just take that, the rusty key to that vault and you just pitch it in the lake.
0: Gone. Yeah, Locked for good. Locked away for good. Though when we want a good laugh, we do go back and revisit those stories. From the <laughs> <way>. <laughs> uh, I've
1: had so many fun musical experiences with you, Kim. I was just thinking about how we would sing together in music theater class with uh, Mrs. Young, Mrs. Buteau. No, she was Miss Buteau at that point. And learning songs together from musicals, and one of the fun things we did, this is back way before TikTok, way before YouTube, my dad had a video camera, a VHS video recorder, and Christina had the soundtrack to, um, I don't know if it was, uh, oh, I think it was Stand By Me, i don't okay. think the big chill had come out yet <laughs> so stand by me and we did a lip sync to lollipop and oh! somewhere somewhere in my parents uh possession they have uh, a vhs tape <laughs> They're probably no do i have a vcr to play it on I maybe be uh, where the three of us are lip syncing to lollipop, lollipop, oh, lolly, 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 lollipop, lollipop, oh, lolly,
0: lolly, lollipop, bum,
1: bum, bum. <laughs> So that's a fun memory. And do you remember? I was so full of the teenage drama at that point. Do you remember what the name of our little lip sync group was called oh no i
0: don't oh triple threat
1: we sing and dance and lip sync act (laughs) there was no
0: acting it was but we called ourselves triple threat because there were three of us (laughs) (laughs) oh wow i had kind of forgotten that that's so cool that you brought that up (laughs) so i remember back in grade nine So I had this crush on this boy named Marco. Actually, there was two Marcos I had a crush on. But anyway, my very loving, kind friend wanted to give me the most amazing birthday gift ever. So she had arranged for the Marco that I liked the best to come and give me a hug in the cafeteria at lunchtime. And she told me about 90 seconds before he walked into the room, I got so terrified, I got up, I booked it out of the room, and I hid until the next period. You know what? I still kick myself to this day for doing that, because I wanted to hug this guy. I don't know why I ran.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like Oscar Wilde once put it, there goes a beautiful idea murdered by a ruthless gang of facts.
0: (laughs) But, you know, one thing I really appreciate about our friendship is the fact that I can go to you and, you know, when things are not going well business-wise or things are just not good, I can go to you, be totally, completely honest and vent. And you usually have one to two reactions. If I hit the whiny pity party stage, you don't say much and you kind of go, yep. And I'm like, "Ah, I know. Nah, I'm in pity party, but can't you just agree that life is miserable right now? <laughs> and you don't say much, and I'm like, oh, I already know what's going through her brain. She's like, Kim, would you just stop whining about it? <laughs> but you never say anything. You just let me keep going until I realize what I'm doing. And But you know what? In those times when I'm really in a bad place, like I'm just... I need that friend. You know, you've always been there for me and you've always picked me back up again. You know, you're one of the few people that I can trust with everything.
1: Thanks, Kim. I guess it's knowing the difference between when that, what you're telling me is, it's kind of a... I don't like this and it's unfair. There's there's that... 'Cause I have those oh, the universe is plotting against me and I do not like this. Yeah, nobody does. That's <laughs> And then there's the the difference between that and the my heart is crying out yeah. I am so hurt, I can't believe what's happened and and I don't know what and I'm lost. I yeah. don't know what to do, I'm lost. That's what needs compassion because I can say there's been a couple of times, couple of a couple of bajillion times, when you know, sometimes I did just need to to vent, just to go and and there are times when you need someone to go, yeah, they really were a <laughs> butt head, you know. <laughs> I don't blame you. I I would feel really upset with that too. What a, what a potato, you know. (laughs) Sometimes it's, you know, rather than getting, using extra spicy sentence enhancers, I'm finding that certain words like potato, dumb bunny, that, it it bounces out of your mouth. It just needs a few extra syllables. I think you need a multi-syllable word, like, I don't know, Constantinople. (laughs) 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 That Pikachu! I'm going to see what Pokemon uh, lend themselves best to <laughs> adjectives. Now, you know, you just need to release that, and who because you got this tightness in your chest, and you just need to go, <gasps> and then you might need your friend to go there, there. Yes, yes, dear. Gently, pa- you know, pat your own hair on your own behalf, because. Social distancing. Also, we as women of color do not touch people's curly hair. Keep your mitts to yourself if you see someone with curly hair. This has been a PSA to anyone who thinks it's fun to pull somebody's curls. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so- Sorry. I think I just touched a nerve on myself that I didn't know
0: was, was going to come out. So last weekend or so, we had the family, just a very, like, the very immediate family over. And um, I was, had mentioned how I felt about when people said to me, what did you do? Put your finger in an electric socket? Oh. And you know what? My husband, Ross, brought out a really good point. He's like, why would people say that to you? When you put your, you know, when you go to the ball, do the ball at the science center with the electricity and all that, your hair goes straight. It doesn't go curly yeah <laughs> nothing happens <laughs> no it doesn't do
1: yeah like you know they, I, they don't pick the kids with curly hair to, hair to do it it's the because it doesn't the, do anything yeah not nothing really amazing happens
0: no my afro just stayed in afro yeah it's disappointing <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: from a kid's point of view, yes, you want I, to look like a cartoon, right? Like I you just to be that got to the point I never even put up my hand anymore because I knew I wasn't going to be picked. Yeah. Yeah. Not with an afro anyway. But, I mean, mm. you and I have had some fun adventures together over the years. And, yes. you know, in high school, when Wanita and I were together, if we had what we call our attitude days – where we kind of let a certain side of ourselves out to play for a while. People would avoid us. (laughs) There's a a
1: Kikuyu proverb. When the elephants are fighting, it's the grass that suffers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you you and I have have not had many fights. We did have that one really big fight in high school. And everybody stayed out of our way because that was a day-long fight. Yep. I don't even like, remember what we fought about. Do you? I do not remember. I'll, I do remember
1: it was like in the cartoons where you see the Tasmanian devil <laughs> going around and it's sort of like a tornado spinning and they like, or in the cartoons where it's just like this arms and legs and cloud and stars. And we weren't, we weren't physical, but we were. Vocal it was a cat energetic. fight to beat all cat fights, man. Oh. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> But, <laughs> and yes, that was interesting too that none of the teachers were like, hmm, okay, girls, get it together. No, we were just like, we'd go through the hall and they were like, in the uh, And they had to
0: rearrange classrooms because we wouldn't sit beside each other.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we were giving each other the stink eye from across the room. And then we'd leave the class. And then, like magnets, boom! And we want
0: to think about this. <laughs> you know what? The funny thing is, I think most of the teachers were afraid of us, too. <laughs> and, and Winita and I had this ongoing war in high school. Because, you see, she was a French hornist and I was a violist. And Juanita had a joke she used to tell me.
1: <laughs>
0: What's the difference
1: between a violin and a viola? <laughs> a viola burns longer. <laughs> oh. I managed to find, before the internet, I don't know where I was getting them from, but almost a joke a day on why the viola was terrible instrument. <laughs> you, you, you'd think I was paying somebody to write
0: them for me. They were <laughs> You know, um, and you know what? I was never really good at jokes and stuff, so I could never come up back with anything good. I just finally got to the point, it's like, okay, just tell it to me, let's get it over and done with today.
1: <laughs> and, and now I've got a let's see, how do you make a trombone sound like a French horn? Okay, how you know, stuff your hand in the bell and you play a bunch of wrong notes. And <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite ones oh. though is uh neither Viola or French horn. It's the what's the uh what's the range of a tuba?
0: Hmm. What is the range of a tuba?
1: Ten, maybe twelve feet if you've got a good arm. Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, <no. laughs> you, you said it'd be one of those episodes. It's clearly heading down that path. ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! I think I'm so funny. <laughs>
0: I won't say what happened, but that day that we had that day-long fight, it actually ended towards the end of the day, and something so funny happened that Nita and I ended up on the ground laughing, and we were laughing so hard, and then we looked at each other, and we couldn't even remember why we were arguing in the first place.
1: And I suppose for the record, I should say, sorry, Melissa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now everybody's if wondering what happened. you could only happened.
1: know how many years of laughter you've brought to me, yes. <laughs> you'd probably hate us
0: all over again. <laughs> well, I was thinking of posting this episode on our ESA Facebook group. I'm thinking maybe now I won't. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> oh, I think she'd recall them if <laughs> she <laughs> So I just want to, I want to switch gears here because we've been talking about our friendship, but, and I still do, but I think one of the things that has been incredibly valuable is the fact as our friendship as entrepreneurs, we're now kind of entrepreneurs together, but we were entrepreneurs at different times in our lives. And there was such an incredible value in, in having you as a friend, as an entrepreneur, because you understood what it was like to build a business. And I understood what it was like when you were building a business. And so, you know, that was an aspect of our friendship that, you know, maybe most people don't have, but you were always there to be able to help and encourage me. You know, the days when I'd come to you and I'm like, I just want to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. This is too hard. And you'd look at me and you go, yeah. And you give me a swift kick in the behind and get me back up again. You know, and then there was days when things were hard and rough with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the response both of us had was one of two things. I mean, there was just days where it's like, oh, I'm tired, frustrated. I just want to quit. You know, that was the swift kick in the behind days. But there was right. also days when we had some really hard things going on in our businesses.
1: Yeah, there are, it's not for sissies. Being no, an no. entrepreneur is, is not for sissies. One of the things that I often found challenging was that when you did have a win to celebrate, you had to be so careful about who your audience mm, was. Yes. Because it, you couldn't necessarily tell your neighboring business because if they weren't doing well, they weren't going to be happy for you. You wouldn't talk to a competitor in your field because they might... Try to sabotage They you. definitely won't be cheering for you. <laughs> and it's not really appropriate a lot of times to share some of these things to your customers but you know there were times when i'd i made a significant sale and i knew that that was gonna be that made my month like that yep. you know it was great when you know in the first five days of the month if i got a major sale and i was like there's my rent Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and then from it, once I hit the hit a magic number, I was like okay, everything after that is actually
0: Gravy. profit. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> but you and I could do that for each other because you could come to me and we could celebrate together. And when I had something really good happen, I could go to you and we could truly celebrate each other. And 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 that that's an element I think that entrepreneurs are missing out on. So as we kind of start to tie up this episode, because to be honest, Winita and I can probably go on for several hours nonstop. That's what 35 years get you, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I want to talk about the importance of having entrepreneur friends. Recently, I had an opportunity to mastermind with Kyle Wilson, who is Jim Rohn's 18-year business partner. And one of the things he talked about was going small. And uh, creating a a small group of people, as opposed to trying to build a massive audience. Massive audiences are expensive, but you can grow a small group of dedicated people. And it got got me thinking about people like Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and Les Brown and and you know people like that. And they were all friends when they were all starting out, and they were all building together. They they created a true friendship. And there was no competition between them. And they helped each other and they supported each other and they were there for each other. Uh, I remember hearing a story from Dr. Ona Brown, which is Les Brown's daughter, when Les Brown was sick. Jim Rohn called Les Brown and told him if he needed anything at all, that Jim Rohn would drop everything he was doing and would be there for Les. That's is what a true friend
1: does for you. Mm-hmm. You know the saying that um, the most important things in life aren't things; they're mm-hmm. people. Yeah, that's that's it. When when the waste matter hits the uh, air propeller, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's and the chips are down. Your friends are the ones who come in and help mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they without condition yes they just say okay i'm here point me in the direction of the problem i'm ready to take it on
0: exactly and you know the other thing about their friendship was money did exchange hand in that friendship you know they paid each other to be on each other's stages they you know but money was never an issue yeah you know they paid each other for services and things like that and you know like even back when you owned the sewing store. I mean now you work with me, so obviously I pay you, but <laughs> back when you know you had the store and I came in, I never expected anything for free. Because you were my friend. You were my entrepreneur friend. I need to support you as an entrepreneur. You know, I need to give you money. I need to buy <laughs> things whenever I could. And and so I did. Yeah, yeah you you did.
1: You came to classes, you bought product and that was a form of encouragement for me too when i could give you a discount or a special but i did that was important to me to show my appreciation Mm -hmm. but as you say it's not it it should never never have to be an obligation on the part of the business owner for those of you who are wanting to support new friends or new entrepreneurial friends focus on how you can support them in a reasonable way. I have also passed this on. I remember I was visiting another sewing machine dealership in Kingston, Ontario, and I was friends with that dealer. And she was uh, buying, she was placing an order from a a quilt pattern designer. And I was there shopping and, and visiting. I picked up one of the patterns. The designer said to me, well, I'll give you a price list. You can buy them from, from me directly. You don't have to pay
0: retail. And I said, I want to support my friend, you know, and if I'm buying it for my company, obviously to sell, then I'm going to buy it wholesale. But if I'm just buying a pattern, I'm going to go in and support my friend's business. As it turned out, I, I didn't end up
1: using that pattern. Mm -hmm. And because the list got really long. If mm-hmm. if you're a a home crafter, uh, obvious crafter, you probably have at least Four, I'm going to say at least five, two, six. Hundred, uh, <laughs> projects that you haven't quite gotten around to doing.
0: Um, Actually, I've gotten to the point that I won't buy yarn anymore unless. I absolutely know i'm going to do the project or I'm just starting the project.
1: I have gotten to the point where I am uh, sorting through my my books and patterns and uh, reassessing what projects i'm going to do because I had legitimately because I taught classes, I ended up buying patterns and projects that personally. I wasn't gonna get to, but <laughs> I would uh make these projects as demos out of my own personal desires because I had people willing to give me money for <laughs> to teach them. And <laughs> and so I'd I'd learn how to make it and sometimes I would complete the project and I have a few quilt tops that have yet to become quilts. I know that a lot of people have these great plans for for doing things during quarantine. And then they don't end up doing them because of the general malaise that you're feeling
0: that it's overwhelming right now, but it's stinking hot here. And the humidity is through the roof. Who wants to sew a quilt and have that thing sitting on your lap? <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. the same with this, a certain blanket projects I will not be working on until the fall because I'm already hot enough. I'm already hot stuff as it is. It don't need to be any <laughs> hotter. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, quilting
1: weather in Ontario and uh, much of Canada happens after Thanksgiving. Yeah, interestingly, though quilting weather in Texas, July and August, there usually is a massive quilt convention. Is it Houston? Anyway, the thing is, I <laughs> I once went to a sewing machine convention in Texas and in, in San Antonio in july oh here here's the thing texas is in july and mid july to august everybody stays indoors just like we stay indoors for the cold because it's too cold to go anywhere it's too hot to go, to anywhere. go anywhere and they have a deep love of frigid air conditioning <laughs> 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 so it justifies quilting in here <laughs> that was my experience at this
0: particular hotel, your, your mileage may vary. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we close it up today, Winita, do you have a final thought and then I'll share mine? Yes. I wanted to share with everyone that
1: I feel truly blessed to have had this friendship with Kim for 35 years. Kim, I admire your drive, your integrity, loyalty, and compassion I am so proud of what you've been doing as an entrepreneur and as a public speaker, and I am grateful for the opportunity to be working together with you. And I look Aww. forward to another 35 years I and getting me Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I joke all the time,
0: but <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I don't. <laughs> Well, you know, pretty well the same back at you, and and your friendship has been a foundation in my life, and I can't imagine what life would be like without you, Mm -hmm. because we we have shared so much with each other over the years. You know, we've shared the really good highs, and we've shared the ugly, Mm -hmm. and everything in between. And I'm so glad I get to share my business with you that you're a part of RTI publishing. If you guys are not aware, Juanita is the, well, she's got several different titles. One of them is the book project manager, but we're coming up with a new one that we really like and we're going to start using soon. But getting to share my business with my best friend is a wonderful experience. And so as we close off, I want to encourage you. I'm not saying you have to hire your best friend in your business, but what I am saying is as an entrepreneur, don't miss out on the value of having those entrepreneur friends. Now, do they have to be entrepreneurs? No, but you need a group of friends and it usually is easier if they are entrepreneurs who are going to love and help and support you in your business. And again, it's not about the money. It's about true friendship. It's about truly helping each other to grow together. It's about coming together, being able to share your problems in an honest way and have someone give you feedback and say, you know what, I can help you with that problem. And then, you know, the turnaround comes. That entrepreneur friend's having a bad day and you can look at it and say, you know what, I can help you with that problem. And when you have that core group of entrepreneurial friends, it makes building a business easier, faster, and a lot more fun. So this has been Juanita witten and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast, celebrating 35 years of friendship. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift for you. I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book, Author to Authority, coming out this year. If you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe.